Star Wars 7x7 episode 678. Today, another look at the behind-the-scenes features of The Force Awakens, and this time, it's the armory, inside the armory, which actually has some things about the characters that you wouldn't have expected necessarily to come from a discussion about the weapons. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday generals. It's the Star Wars 7x7 Podcast, with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And the Inside the Armory thing is a really fun one. Of course, the discussion starts off with a, you know, a uh, very well-stated idea that even though the Star Wars universe, like, you don't really talk about weapons. It's not focused on weapons very much. But once you actually dive into it, there's a lot of weapon stuff going on. And naturally, of course, the first thing that we think about are the lightsabers. And there is a bit about the lightsabers in there, too, including an interview with Daisy Ridley where she talks about how everyone was surprised at how heavy the lightsabers were. And she was actually very glad for all the strength training that she'd been doing because filming the scenes with the lightsaber battles was quite an exertion. And without the stamina that she developed from her strength training, she might not have had such an easy time or at least would have had a much worse time. Not to say that it was necessarily easy to do all the work, but Yeah, it would have been tougher for her to do had she not been physically training for it. And speaking of lightsabers, there's a great quote from Adam Driver. He's interviewed for this little documentary short also. And, you know, it's something that I hadn't considered, but once he put it this way, it made such head-smacking sense. I can't believe I hadn't seen it in the first place. Here's what he had to say. It's kind of an homage to this, you know, samurai Kurosawa world, but also it's imperfect. It does the job but it's almost an imitation of the actual thing. I think that spoke a lot about the character before I even had to say anything. Yeah, right? I mean, I think that nails it on the head, especially with you know Ray's insight into his psyche and that he's worried that he's never going to be as good as Darth Vader. You know, there's, there is this quality of him trying to live up to a legend that he never even knew. And we still don't have any details about how that all went down. And if you haven't read Star Wars Bloodline yet, yeah, we still have a discussion (laughs) or three or eight to drop in about those. But assuming that you can handle a spoiler at this point, it has been a couple of weeks since Bloodline came out. It isn't until Bloodline, and we don't even know for sure, quite honestly. We don't even know for sure. So six years before The Force Awakens, that Kylo Ren, or Ben Solo, if you will, has a chance to find out that Darth Vader is, in fact, his grandfather. And we don't even know how the message reaches him, just based on the events of the novel, that the word gets out just in general in the galaxy, and that Leia sends a message out about it. But You know, we don't even know when Ben actually receives that message because he and Luke are out gallivanting across the galaxy, whatever they're up to. And Leia doesn't even know from uh, due to radiation interference or anything like that if messages are even getting through. So, yeah, we have no idea when Kylo slash Ben discovers this information and let alone what's been going on in his brain all the way leading up to the moment when he finds out and what does that do to him. (laughs) And how does that make him want to live up to Darth Vader? I mean, he hasn't been trying to live up to Darth Vader for very long. I mean, at most six years, but probably a bit less than that. I mean, 
you know, that's not a heck of a long time that you're trying to, you know, live up to somebody's standard, especially the way that he seems to be fervently doing so in The Force Awakens. And the lightsaber he wields is very much an indicator of that, very symbolic in that way. And I suppose it shouldn't come as any surprise that this is another situation where J.J. Abrams happened to have the inspiration to sketch out what he thought Kylo Ren's lightsaber would be. So this, along with BB-8 so far, are his major sketch contributions, at least as far as he's sharing with the world. I'm sure he has a lot more in the way of contributions he's made to the movie naturally, but those are a couple of the more, I guess you would say, you know, from scratch and iconic ones that he's made at this point. I don't know, is it too early to call BB-8 and that broadsaber iconic? Maybe so, maybe so. But anyway, the awesome stuff inside here, it just it stretches across all boundaries because they show a lot of the weapons that are being made for the Imperials, for the Rebels, and they also talk about Han Solo's blaster and Chewie's blaster and the blaster that Han gives to Rey as well. And one of the things that was really kind of cool is the fact that they have brought 3D printing into the mix. So... In addition to just doing something from scratch, scratch building as they refer to it in there, they are, <laughs> and some of the parts too, like they mentioned like getting the leg of a barbecue someplace, which I know this is part of the history, and you know, getting salvage parts for Ray's quarterstaff and stuff like that. That stuff is all awesome, and it is pretty awesome to see what they say are some of the largest large format 3D printers in the world at work crafting first order blasters. And, of course, they're very careful to point out that even though they're using this technology, they're very cognizant of maintaining the look and feel of Star Wars. And there are, of course, a lot of references to keeping things retro and to using source material from the original trilogy to do their designs. And that J.J. Abrams was saying that some of the initial designs were possibly too futuristic and to have to scale them back and make them more basic. Like all of that, of course, is you know, well represented in terms of the conceptual framework that they approached the weapon building for The Force Awakens. And so weird, though, just you know, all the cool stuff that was in there. I think I found the discussion with Adam Driver talking about his character. I think that was the most fascinating thing of all. Love to know if you've checked out that documentary, what you think about it. Chime into the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, time for a trivia question for you before we go. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you what's the first line in Attack of the Clones, and that is a random Naboo guy telling Senator <laughs> Amidala, fake Amidala actually, Senator, we're making our final approach into Coruscant. Today's question, what's the last line of dialogue spoken in Attack of the Clones? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.